Music can't start. Let's press play, boys. <laughs> Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, that's Josh Bennett, and that's the Degenerate 75, and this is the Golf Guys program, cracking beers, and clicking names, baby, because it's the U.S. Open 2022. Look at this can, four majors. Look how this can is. What is that, Foggy Geezer? Foggy Geezer. Look, the top of it's even black. Look at that. Whoa, scary. It's blacked out. It's sweet. Okay, well. Okay, so we're the uh, golf guys. We're on Thursdays, and that's typically because now we just talk about golf. So last week we had a conversation about going to the course, being golfers. That's, you know, still relevant today as it is last week. There's nothing time-sensitive about that kind of content. So that's the goal here on Thursdays. However, when it's major season, we're going to go for it. We're going to do the Names and Reasons pod that Eric and I used to do every Tuesday night, but we're going to do it Thursday. We're going to go really early. They dropped pricing. When was it? Yesterday morning? Yes. Degenerate 75's here. We've got, well, we don't have anyone else because Darbo's not with us. He's got something going on. Uh, Cecil's also still missing in action. We're not sure if we need to get out the picture and put him on a milk carton. Because it's been it's been a while for, for old Cecil. Uh, Nagel Bagels <laughs> doesn't want to hang out with us he's too cool or he thinks we're too cool and he's not cool enough or something he's way cooler than us no okay so yes but degenerate 75 welcome your name is james that's me yeah you can call degenerate 75 will get a little ridiculous so you just call me james james is a (laughs) yeah it will take forever to say james promote yourself because you are well you may not need to because the people that are watching this probably already know who you are but that's okay yeah, so I just I just started my own little what YouTube channel slash show uh, called uh, the Showdown Hoedown. We kind of focus uh, mainly on the showdown slates for round three and four um, uh, for the DraftKings slates, and we've started doing a Wednesday night live stream to kind of go over week long, and it's been growing at a, a humbling rate. Um, oh and, yes. Uh, so I'm uh, yeah. If you if you want to know all about it, the YouTube channel is Degenerate Seventy Five, and on Twitter I'm the Degenerate Seventy Five, and I tweet out about it about cool. ten times a day. So. No, no, no. I've watched it live. I've been a fan of it. Josh knows. I've, uh, I'm into it because all I do is I follow your advice and I win money. So it's helpful on showdown because I'm not very good on it, but I'm getting better by watching your content. We're going to get into showdown. We're actually going to talk a little bit about that at the end of the program before the after show. We've got an agenda here, boys and girls. And the first thing we're going to do, we're going to start off now with the top five topics of the U.S. Open 2022. The topics are we got, I got five of them. So just bear with me. Here we go. Eric Quagnus Martins. There's three guys at the tippity tip top, and it's Scotty, it's JT, and it's Rom. Are we doing one of those three or none of those three? Who's your favorite at the tippity tip top? If we're picking from those three, I'm going to continue to click Scheffler and fade JT and Rom. But there's other names to consider in the uh, 10K plus range. But I mean, Scheffler's going to come back here. I mean, he just did a second place, and I don't even know if you needed him in your lineup to win the GPP last week or whenever it was. But Scotty Scheffler, I'm a massive backer of mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler. I mean, we know you're loving paying up $11,300 for Scotty Scheffler. That's Sheffler. not much. You just pay it. You that's eat not all much. The money. Dude, you love the top price guy. Degenerate75, James, have you 
eaten the top price guy before? Are you big? Do you care who it oh, is? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, uh, what, two weeks ago when I got Scotty Scheffler like 9%, and I was about to win the $200 single entry. So I'm all about playing some uh, Scotty Scheffler when he's overpriced and nobody wants to play him because he is objectively the best player in the world right now. So are you on him for the U.S. Open 2022? Absolutely. Um, okay. I, I, it's not even a decision. Uh, you know, that price is going to keep his salary pretty, you know, pretty moderate. And I just think that I just feel I can't be the only one that feels this way. Is Scotty Scheffler not about to go on like one of those Brooks Kepka, uh, 20, what was that? 2017, 2018 and speed 2015, 2016 runs where he really just reels off like four majors and eight events. Like, I just feel like that's what we're about to go through. And I feel like he's going to win. So he's why would I not confidence. go with him? Josh, are you a guy that's going to go to Scheffler or over JT, who just won the PGA, or John Rahm, the U.S. Open defending champion? Are you going to take Scheffler, this young guy, and you got to pay up to do it? Uh, no, I'm oh. going to go with JT. Oh, um, even though he missed the cut, it's a Schwab. Was he? He was. I don't. That's what does that matter? <laughs> These runs. I mean, we're talking about picking hairs here because at the top of the board, we got really good names and there's definite reasons for them. Uh, the next topic that we have, though, is the guy that has, oh, haven't won a major in a while. Are we going to then decide what's Rory going to do? Is he going to win a major? Is Rory, Is it Rory's time? Look at this. He's played great. Uh, Quagnus, you're a Rory guy. Rory, 10-5 in your life? I don't know if, why you would say that. I'm not a Rory guy. I don't know. I mean, I am a Rory guy. I'm a fan. Well, you're a PGA Tour guy over at the Live Tour. So then yeah. you're obviously now a Rory JT backer. Yes, and I will continue to be. And we can talk <laughs> about that later. Why do you have to anyway, Okay, so you're not a Rory guy, but you are going to take a 10-5 Rory. He's in good form. Is he going to win another major? Is this his chance? <sighs> it's got to be. It's coming. Yeah. I mean, he's playing well now. It's So it's it's that's why this... This range is kind of difficult if you're only going to make a few lineups like I'm going to do probably rather right. than 150. Yeah, well, so then you probably – can you do even use Scheffler Rory together? You probably could, I suppose. Oh, that's If you that, fall in love with the yeah. 6K range, you can do that. That's now, Josh, massive. you're the course guy. That's your claim to fame in PGA lore on Twitter. You write yeah. an article. Do you still do this? I do, yeah. I, I will do one for, for, uh, for the U.S. Open. So then, haven't, did you do something already yet. for this Brookline? Where are we? No, I haven't. I haven't even looked at it yet. I don't. I don't even know what the course is. Brookline is that what you said? I don't know. Is that what it's called? Cool. I don't know. You uh, tell me. So then, do we, well. It's historically, <laughs> it's a U.S. Open, so you're going to get the same kind of setup, right? James is going to be a guy that's going to need to be a bomber, right? Uh, I, no, I'd rather have somebody who's like got all four parts of their game. I feel like the USDA of all the majors is the one that really tests all parts of your game. Um, you know, um, and so I'm going to be looking for guys that can kind of do it in all four facets, you know, like, you know, everybody always like shits on Victor for being terrible at chipping and he's not very good at it, but like, uh, you know, guys like Cam Smith, not being particularly good off the tee. Um, those are very concerning things for me. I'd rather have a guy that's, you know, above average in all four categories than really good in three of them and horrific in one. Cause the USGA really seems to be the masters of exploiting that when guys can't do it. Okay. The, the interesting yeah. thing about Hovland there, it's if, and I don't know anything about the course. I haven't looked at it. But if the greens are bigger, then I'm I'm much less worried about Hovland because he's just going to not miss as many. And then the they, you know that these are like the smallest greens, uh, like of any professional. I course, did not. Right? Yeah. Other than other, other than what Pebble Beach, right? <laughs> then I'm out. 
Yeah, no, I, are, I, know, I know nothing. I haven't looked at it. They're horrifically small. I mean, like, like really small. I think 4,400 square feet, and that's after they did a 20% increase. So tiny, tiny, tiny little greens. I'm uh, 100%. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about hobbling. The next topic, the third topic of five to start the program, and then we're going to get into stuff, the names and the reasons, the price ranges. Best without a major. There are five guys in the right around here. It's Xander Shoffley, Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, Zalatoris, and Cantley. You got people that haven't won a major. This is their chance. Of the five, James, isn't Xander the one that's kind of been circling the wagon at U.S. Open? So is he the one? Or is it Cam Smith, who just won the players and who has won another tournament, and he's playing great in majors? Or is it Hovland, we just spoke about? Zalatoris only gets up in majors. And then Cantlay is truly, truly the most talented human being on planet Earth without a major, in my opinion. Which one are you going to take? The answer is Xander, and it's just because he's been at that uh, top 10 player for longer than all these guys. He's had many more chances to actually win one of these majors. You can't even consider Zalatoris because he's, what, played in like what, maybe four or six majors or something like that. Um, Xander's been a top, uh, you know, a top player in the world for many, many of these majors and has won none of them. So for me, he is the best without a major, or at least like the one that's the most ridiculous that he doesn't have one, I guess would probably be the better way to put it. I would Josh, say what about you? That's that his answer is pretty much exactly what I would have said. So move on to move on to Martins. Martins, are you gonna pick Cantley out of the crew? I mean, he's the cheapest, is he not? What a great price for a guy who hasn't won a major and should. And he's going to, and eventually, if it's this week or whatever. But I think maybe a focus of on a name that we you haven't mentioned is Colin Morikawa, who's playing awful because he can't putt. Oh, we're going to talk about Kyle Morikawa. You know this is not you're, – you're going to get scolded by the producer. This is the top five topics. We're going to get into Kyle Morikawa. I know. Sorry. Right I just had okay, to So it. you're going to take Cantley out of the guys that haven't won a major. Morikawa's won a couple majors. His last win was at a major. So now my favorite thing to do at majors, Eric, you know, is to pepper the 8K range because look at these names. It's juicy as hell. So of the roster stuffers in the 8K range, James – this is tough to pick Harris again, but who are you going to click? Even if it was regardless of price, but I mean, price included, are you going low on Max Home at 81? Are you loving Sam Burns' price like I am? Who are you picking? Yeah, um, that one, I'm going to go, like, when I'm looking for guys in the 8Ks, I want guys that kind of uh, can do all four things. And when I think of guys who can do all four things and will kind of grind for me a little bit, um, I actually like Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, it doesn't hurt that I played him in a bang load of my lineups here at the Canadian Open, and I think, what is he, T2 right now? So maybe mm-hmm. I just have a really good taste in my mouth for old Matty Fitz, but that's the guy 85. that – 85 that is just – Yeah, I mean, this pricing is so soft. Like, you can, bu- you can build the most ridiculous lineups for the U.S. Open. It always is for majors. Yeah, it is. Josh, who's your favorite AK name? Um, I th- I think I like Tony. Oh, I think I think Tony's my guy. I think was his last event he he did pretty well. Yeah, he's top five Tony the, again. The big, the big problem the here is just if he can roll a ball in the in the cup, as as it always is, but. I mean, he. I mean, I think he usually does pretty good in the majors. And if you're if you're looking for a dude that's long off the tee, that's one of the first people you should be talking about. So mm-hmm. that and for all U.S. Opens and all majors, even really the the people that are at the top of the leaderboard usually people that are longer off the tee. So okay. I, I think guys at the top there are fine, but 
I, I mean, I could Burns, Finau, Homa, Hatton. I mean, I'd probably take all of them before the guys above them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, Martins, do you just eat it with Brooks Kepka Because it's a freaking major. It's the U.S. Open. He comes into majors in somewhat shitty form and does well in them. He loves when it's going to mess with other guys' heads and it's going to be the guy with the mental fortitude that will be there on Sunday. What are we doing with Brooks at 8-7? Are you playing him? I think we're just going to continue what we told ourselves three years ago, which is always play Brooks Kepka no matter what at majors. Yeah. And whether or not that burns our dollars down the DraftKings pipe hole, fuck it. But is he hurt or why is he not being yeah. playing so much? Is he just about to go to live or does he just decide? He just got married. He was, no, he, was, so. he, was, he was trying really hard to make sure his wedding was going to be the perfect day, just like DJ did, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and he had a lot of planning involvement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Josh, I'm going to ask you about this 8-8 guy, Cameron Young. Is he a guy that can come in and do what he did at the PGA Championship and get a T3, or is he going to do what he did at the Masters and miss the cut? What are we, Cameron Young? Know. You know, he's, it seems to me like he's he's one of the guys that will come in and get hot for like a whole bunch of tournaments and mm-hmm. then kind of like die off for a little bit. Okay. And then get hot again and then die off. I, I don't know if was, everyone thinks he's like he's the next up and coming elite guy. Mm-hmm. When I watch him play, it kind of seems to me like he'd be more of like one of the streaky guys that can come mm-hmm. in and rattle off like three or four top tens in a row. And then he'll just go away for a while and come back. So, I mean, right now he's on one, like one of the hot streaks. So maybe you do play him, but I don't think I will. Okay. But maybe. All right. The sleeper, the one name that's going to win you a GPP, James. I know it's been two seconds since this pricing came out, but we may not need pricing. You may have a name in your head that's a sleeper for the U.S. Open. Who's the guy that you think no one else likes but you're going to love? Well, I mean, I was I was going to say Fleetwood, but I don't know how much of a sleeper he's going to be because he, he tracks pretty well at the U.S. Open. So I guess if I'm going to go with a sleeper, um, you know, I think we're going to define what a sleeper is. But a sleeper to me is somebody that no one's really going to be on because of, you know, poor play or whatever. Um, and for me, that's going to be Paul Casey. You know, I know he's like been battling some injuries and stuff, but if he, he's going to be there. Did he withdraw? He might have withdrawn already. Already withdrawn? Maybe I thought I could. Maybe I got bamboozled on on Twitter, but I thought yeah, I there was a lot of news to co- uncover on Twitter. I do think I'm out. Like too. Out. Oh, out. Well, out. Well, not. Well, then fuck well, I'll him. save you some time and energy, so you don't need to do him. God damn. So then I guess then I'll just go with my other guy that's uh, that is right in that range that I like like that. I, once again, I don't know if he's going to be jockey, but he seems like a sleeper to me based on his recent play, and that's going to be Louis Uisheisen. Oh, okay. Um, I, I just, you know, Louis, Louis has done me so well at the U.S. Open. I play him every year, and he never lets me down. That's a good call because he does show up in hard courses and with around the green play. Oh, and yeah. He may – I mean, this he knows that there's only so many chances again that he's going to have. He's got one foot out the door on the PGA Tour. We're going to get into the live conversation at the end of the pod. All right, so those are the top five topics that the uh, pod wanted to do. All right, um, but now we're going to get into the topics. Here we go. So – Recent form. Should we talk about who is in recent form? Let's talk about who's going to be owned. Let's also talk about players we don't like at all. We can get more into the names that you're that are going to win GPPs, the sleepers, and the crazy picks, and then the favorites, the ones that are going to win. So let's talk about it. And then after that, James, I know by popular demand, freaking everyone wants us to talk about showdown for even tomorrow's round and just some quick strategies. 
were you, James, normally going to be going live on Thursday night or no? No, it, like it just gets to be a little too much. So I just do Friday. Uh, I just do round three and round four showdown Friday and Saturday night. And then I do the uh, Wednesday night live stream for the week long Q&A and stuff. Okay. So, well, we're also going to have an after show. That's what we've been doing each week because what I don't know if you've heard about this, though, uh, James, these these people we hang up the mics. We used to, we used to cut it off, and then uh, I'd get a text. I'm going to bed. I like brushing my teeth, and, and Josh is like, "Jump back in here." And I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about? It's been two hours since we've cut <laughs> off the recording, but they're still talking." And like, I thought, "What the hell?" Like, I mean, I don't really mind if it says four hours on our podcast for that night. Just let's keep it going. Let's record the conversations because it's mostly just them talking about golf stuff and nerding out. So we'll talk. We'll, who knows what we'll talk about. But All my best content comes when I go off script. So yeah, I dig exactly. it. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's like I try not to, I try not to even make a script. I have like three bullet points I want to hit in my stream. Everything else is just shooting from my hip. And it totally. usually makes the best content. Okay. So recent form is very important when it comes to playing names at majors. Do you want to decide what is good recent form? Is it the last 50 rounds? Is it the last season in general last month only eric we've talked about this a lot and you kind of have it in your head what you want to do in terms of looking at recent form what do you use do you use fantasy national and how do you sort it well you got to use fantasy national and we've always <laughs> felt it's a good resource and you can look at like what's happened the last month but also consider the fact that the last month might only be four rounds so 12 to 24 rounds. I don't know. I'm looking at right now. I love the fact, and I'll bring him up again. <laughs> Fucking Colin Morikawa. He's been. Oh my gosh. You want to talk about Colin Morikawa? Okay, okay, fine. Well, Colin Morikawa. You want me to save it? He's poor what? recent form. So then you wouldn't yeah. play. James, are you playing Colin Morikawa? No. You probably are. I I have a I, no. I went on a whole tangent about how he's a delicate little flower, and uh, like anything, <laughs> like just like anything that just slightly isn't perfect, he just melts down. Um, you know, when he's on and it's a beautiful sunny day and there's no wind, he's the prettiest flower in the whole yard. But like, as soon as there's like a little bit of adversity, he just melts. And when I think of the U.S. Open, I think of adversity. So there's no chance I'm playing Colin Morikawa. I love Josh. that. No, I like that. That, sure. It's it's really bad to have takes like that. Already be like like that committed to an idea bef- a week before the tournament even starts. But like, I'm dead set on it. No, I'm you got to take stand. You gotta make decisions. That's what we also are going to talk about at the uh, after show is decisions. Cause I think that's a good topic to talk about people making decisions, going with their careers or with their clicks. Uh, Josh is going to click 100% Colin Morikawa, according to Twitter. Did I say that? Well, you texted it to me and I put it on Twitter. What did I say? No, we said I, I said if he was like ninety three hundred or something, didn't I? Right, and nine percent owned or whatever. He will yeah. be. Or what is yeah, it? I mean, 10? he's he's ten k. That's kinda, oh shoot, yeah, okay, never mind. That's kind of hard to do. But so then you I, don't no, want to play one hundred percent of your sure. of your lineups. I'll, I'll be I'll play him a bunch. And okay. I like I like playing the guys that are the elite ball strikers in the elite events. So. You know whether he does get flustered or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he'll figure it out for a week. But the to me, it seems like when you're getting in these these events where they're going to start growing the rough up a little bit, they're going to start. You know, greens are going to be rolling a little faster. Everything's going to be getting a little more difficult. I think 
everything else thrown out the window. What you, what I want to do, and what I think people should look at is just look at the dudes that ball strike the shit out of the ball and can get it on the green the most and score relatively the best. And Colin in the in the PGA, he's probably the best ball striker in the PGA. Would I would say so. But his recent form is so poor. Whether like, his we- form is good or bad, it it doesn't matter. Once you get to once you get on a stage where the ball striking becomes more important, like if you're in Canada right now, the, who cares? You're just going out there firing that flag, trying to make birdies. When you're in a major type of setting, you have to be more strategic, and you have to actually ball strike well to put it in the places on okay. the greens that you want it to be so, instead of so just you, kind of in other words good, josh so. not all reason form is created equal because different players have no. different reason form for different reasons mm-hmm. including colin morikawa could have been working on something over the last month and doesn't Easily. give a shit about those tournaments to prepare for this specific event so that this is like the spieth way of doing things major season you want to get up for majors you kind of have to take it with the grain of salt on some names there are names, though, that are sheep as shit that have really good crease and form. Are we going to eat the chalk with a guy named Davis Riley? Are we doing that? Did you see his Is he ch- he's gonna be chalk? I think it'll be Why? chalk. Absolutely. Because his recent form is a T3-13 at Memorial. Davis Riley's T4, T13 okay. at PGA Championship. That was the last major. We had a T9, a fifth. This dude's second at the Valis Bar. It's been playing okay is this a guy that we can is this bad chalk uh james you're you might know better than i do well i mean like i guess it's going to be relative to how like how chalky's coming in you know like i think there's one thing you can always count on the majors and like the chalk is always going to go to guys who are mispriced and like he is one of those guys that's mispriced uh sung jm mito Pereira, like they're going to be mm-hmm. super chalky just because people want to put the six best players in their lineup and if you can get um you know sung jm mm-hmm. at 7600 what a, uh, that's so stupid he's going to be so owned because of that so do you think sung is the chalk of the week we could get um, into ownership i, I mean him, him, him and mito will be and xander will be the three highest owned guys like I, i'm saying this a week out things could change but like if I had to bet money, I would bet on those three right now. So I'm building the narrative lineups, and this is how I'm doing it right now so far. You think? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very if you're if that's your chalk one, that's pretty. So we got right Davis there. Riley, we got yeah, we got Mito, we got Xander. Who else did we want? We wanted. Uh, I mean, chalk. if you can, can you put can you put Rory in there? Oh, I might be able to. Well, I mean, they get we got quite a bit of salary. Oh left yeah, there. that gives us 72. seventy-two. Let's see. I bet there's going to be somebody good at seventy-two. Or at least Le- Leishman. How's Leishman been doing? He's making cuts, it's saying, but he's been bad. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, wait, I was it. looking at the wrong column. <laughs> yeah, he has been bad. Yeah, okay. really we, we don't know yet. We don't know. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of chalk down there. It seems like. You okay, know, so I, then I that's the differentiator is the guy that you decided on 7,000 or 7,200 or. That's the low 7K range is the winner. Oh, the I got it. Range? I got I got the answer. Patrick Reed. The whole narrative that he plays long, tough courses well. Oh, and shit. I didn't, Reed, yeah, I totally he's, a, he's a world-class player at 7,200. So there yeah, you so go. There's your chalk lineup for sure. That is, that is a, I mean, honestly, it'd probably be a pretty damn good cash lineup if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I don't play, <laughs> play the I play, baby. I ain't, got, I, ain't got shit, I ain't got time for that. Reed's shit. out. Yep. Yeah, right. That's what it says. Um, but that's, we- that's for this week. He withdrew this week. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's do yeah. we have to wait and see what happens at the Canadian Open, or can we I start? We have to wait. No. To what the hell's going on with these guys? Canadian Open means nothing. 
what about the live? Do we have to wait, Josh, for the results and see what Phil does before we think about no. looking Phil? No. Our guy, our guy Andrew has a, a question though. Speaking of that, oh, what's his question? What's what is what's everyone's, everyone's thoughts, on, thoughts live? on live players in the open? Feels like they'll go under owned because of it. Okay, like DJ is ninety four hundred dollars, which is a chill chill price for DJ at a major. It is. It's a really DJ, good price for him. DJ will be low owned, but it won't be because of live. It'll be because he sucks. <laughs> uh, it kind of yeah. will be. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. He's missed two of the last three cuts. He's not very good. He doesn't practice anymore. He just does cocaine all the time. <laughs> and now he's got money to have towers of it. Towers. <laughs> so, uh, how motivated will he be, or will he want a, a quick exit? Yeah, I mean, might, might want to get back to the party yacht. I don't know. Um, who else? Uh, okay, so ownership that is something that you kind of discuss weekly with your show. That's Wednesday nights, right, James? You have a show that pretty much talks about what, what your Wednesday show is ownership. Basically. Yeah. I mean, whenever Wednesday night rolls around, the most important thing you want to consider, everybody falls in love with, oh, here's my pick. And it's so important to me. But really, uh, in PGA, where it's so variant, the best thing you could do is just know who's going to be highly owned and play the other guys. Uh, okay. That's that's the best thing you can do in uh, fantasy golf. And I know that hurts people's pride who sit here and go over these stats all week, but it's the truth. Yeah, I know. Okay. We get that. Now, where do you find ownership? Or do you try to project it yourself? Yeah, I, I've been using, I use, you know, I use Fantasy National. I use, uh, I look at uh, some other sites that I was critical of on my uh, ownership expose a couple weeks ago. Um, and I just You're kind teaching. of learned. Yeah, I mean, you got to you gotta help people see how a lot of these projections, people are just pulling numbers out of their ass. They're not really thinking it through at all. Um, and so I've just kind of learned, you know, Fantasy National is not always the most accurate, but I kind of know where it's off. And then I can look at the other sites and know where they're off. Really, it's just okay. six years of doing this weekend and week out experience is really the only good answer I have for you. Eric, we talk about ownership. We've talked about it for years. Does it matter less at a major? Less at a major? Yeah, like everyone's going to gravitate towards the same name. Do you typically have strong fields, miss prices because it comes out on a Thursday or Wednesday? So sometimes I think you got to eat a little ch- – like the Corey Connors is a chalk play that made a difference in the Masters or different times a chalk play will come through – my opinion is that it doesn't matter as much. And if you fall in love and you do like, and it's 20%, go elsewhere with your other five spots. Maybe is that what we typically say? We have said that before. And then we see it time and time again, too, that like, you know, the chalk plays that you needed ended up being needed. And then those same lineups had, you know, some interesting uniqueness to them, you know, uh, fades off of like chalk that was in the, like the low 7k range that everyone else was getting on and they just went to like thomas peters like why the fuck would we go to thomas peters but people, right. people made a decision for like that two percent to five percent thing you know so yeah no i i think that james is right he you know if you can find those pivot plays you just have to make that decision but you also have to make the decision about are you going to fade what chalk are you fading to because sometimes, sometimes those players are really good and they score a shitload of DraftKings points. And if you don't have that guy, it's could be problematic for your like ruinous. Josh, you don't get do Josh. You make like one lineup, don't you? Or are you gonna make more than one for a major? No, for the majors, I'll 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 probably max enter uh, one of the twenty maxes. Okay. Um, now, with your construction, do you consider it? 
while you're building, oh shit, I just ate Fitzpatrick. I just ate this Riley kid. And now I might have to do something different. Or do you even do that? Or are you just clicking the best? I don't, I don't for, for one singular player. <laughs> I don't. So if, so if there's a one dude that I'm like, this is my guy and everybody else says, this is my guy. That's fine. And I'll, I'll dump them in as many lineups as I want. But then as you're constructing your lineups or as I'm constructing my lineups, it, you have to then consider that you have that guy. So you, now you have to start pivoting okay. elsewhere. So subconsciously, so you can't like, just load your lineup with all chalky dudes, but you can have one or two or three, but then you have to make sure that the other two or three or four are something else than what other people are doing. Otherwise you're screwed. James, so. Do you think it's – I've been told it's better to fade the 6K range chalk than the 10K range chalk, but I actually think that's that's wrong because the reason why the 6K chalk name is chalk is because it turns out to be a good play or the statistics show it or it's a misprice versus the 10K chalk. If you were to fade that, you're more likely to land amongst the stars, for, you know, like the – there's a reason why the $6,800 Brendan Steele was a steal. So, like, sometimes I think it's the that's opposite. Fun. Fading the upper chalk is better than the, the lower chalk. Yeah, I mean, it's all relative to uh, the, the difference. If, if Brendan Steele was going to be 15% owned and all the guys around him were going to be 2% owned, then, you know, that's just not the better play. Whereas, like, if he's going to be 8% owned and everybody else around him is 5% owned, then, yeah, he's, uh, he's objectively a better play. And at that little bit of a salary or a little bit of a percentage of ownership you have to pay, it would be worth it. You know, on a week where there's a guy up top, like Webb Simpson at whatever, the Wyndham or something, he'll be like 40%. And all the other guys over 10K will be like 15%. And in those times, it is better to pivot up there. It's all relative. You can't make okay. this hard, fast rule about the 6 and the 10K rule. But in showdown, if you're playing daily each round, you're definitely needing to consider this more than ever. This is basically that's what you say on your other shows that you do on uh, Friday and Saturday night. So you talk about ownership is key in showdown it's key in everything uh just just to go back to what you guys were saying earlier is like comparing the u.s open to the masters is a bit of a fool's errand because the masters has great year over year history where you can kind of track who does well there and so yeah. the, tr the, the the chalk does hit there more often the u.s right. open i clean up at this tournament every year because it is carnage and it is going to be carnage again this Thank year you. yes and when you do that there's really no reason to play anybody who's going to be jockey and if you say well i don't want to miss out on the guy that's 20 percent owned who finishes third place but like you know, I can't win without that guy. That's what people say they feel like. But when you do that, you got to remember 20% owned, you're going to be sharing him with 10,000 other people. So even if you do have that one piece, you still ain't probably going to win because you still got a lottery ticket having that. Whereas at a course where there could be carnage, you know, maybe 25% Xander misses the cut. And uh, then all of a sudden you've just blocked out a quarter of the field by just fading one guy. So there are times where you just fall on grenades and like there are weeks that the chalk hits and it's not your, it's not going to be your week, right? Uh, probably 75 to 80 percent of weeks sure now who will be the Not chalk of the week we did discuss a tiny bit of that with the price of sung jm of seventy six hundred dollars why are we in love with sung jay i don't know if the public will be quagus sung jay no man he's, he, you're, you talk, no, he's quagus, your man no but quagus you are the chalk 
donkey. You're the master. <laughs> it's so funny that you use Chalk Donkey James on your show because we've been calling Matt Martin's do- the Chalk Donkey forever. Right. I'm, I'm trying to get that term to get traction. It's not catching I on yet, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. Okay, so Chalk Donkey Quagnus Martin <laughs> eats the chalk more than anybody else, and he's like, it's always the funniest because he never really followed uh, ownership, and then we used to talk, and he's like, I love this play, and I'm like, oh, that's the most owned man in the week. <laughs> I like this guy too, and I'm like, that's the second most owned man. My actually, my my favorite lines were he would have no clue what the ownership was, and he'd say, I got I got this guy as one of my favorite guys. He's going to be pretty low owned, and no he's going to be a lot. <laughs> You pull up the website, and you're like, he's the number yeah. two owned guy. <laughs> okay, so Eric, who do you like then? <laughs> I mean, life was simpler before I learned about ownership. It was much simpler. <laughs> I bet. That's what Martin lives a simple life. Quagnus, who do you like this week so we can fade them? Tim Anderson style. Mm. It's it's come on, don't compare me to him first. <laughs> Well, no, okay, but you just you like the public's opinion. You're a you're a public man, and I haven't even followed the public opinion. So, I mean, what do you? Well, then, okay, you like who do you think is going to be chalk? I mean, like it's got to be an upper middle. It's probably Fitzpatrick, honestly, at eighty five hundred. Probably will be with how he's playing. Well, today, but if he continues this weekend, Mm -hmm. like he played today, it's probably him. Like if Finau wins this tournament, it's Finau. You know, like that you could, you have to almost wait to decide. So that's why. When should you make lineups, James? Should you make lineups today, <laughs> Thursday, June 9th? You don't want. You don't make lineups. You don't make a single lineup until Wednesday night. So you have all of the most relevant information, preferably after you watch my uh, my stream where I answer a lot of your questions and go over some stuff because you need to know everything about like any injury updates, weather. Uh, uh, which way ownership could be tracking on somebody. You should already have your research done. You should already have your player pool, but to have made any lineups before the latest you can Wednesday night, I just think it's bad policy. But, but let's, Terrible preface policy. This. let's preface this, Eric Quagus Martins. If you're Eric Quagus Martins and you give no fucks about much that, and you're playing for 25 cents, you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> that is if correct. You are James and it's, $2,222 for one lineup, then you probably wait till Wednesday to complete that one lineup, I suppose. Yes. There's that, different that, reasons. That, for yeah, it. there is. I mean, like having you know, fun or being serious, because James, you do this seriously, whereas Martin's is a stay at home dad on the toilet punching lineups in. Right. The shitter not guy. Caring. Shitter lineup. The shitter guy. Yeah. But, so right. you do this for real, though. So that's why we brought you on, because uh, we're 25 cent players. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it really just comes down to, like, you know, if you ever want to do it and, like, have an edge or, you know, even at 25 cents, some people, I don't care. But, like, if you ever want to just start playing $20 a week or $100 a week, you get, you do want to have a good process that you can follow. And I would say one of the best things you could ever start doing is just, like, waiting until Wednesday night to get all the relevant information to make your lineups. Some people probably are never going to do that and not give a shit, and I understand that. Dude, we're not going to talk about Ruvalo. Ruvi, you've had your moment in the sun. <laughs> Mercy. He's in the chat, Ruby. Oh, God. All right. So the fades. This is where I want to get your opinion on who you don't like, because there's there's opinion. Josh, who do you not like this week? Should we talk about the fades? Dude, I don't. I don't like most of the field. How, <laughs> how's that for an answer for you? <laughs> hey, here, here, here's, what, here's what we should do. Here's what we should do. Just start. Hey, yeah. Lowry. Yep. 
That's a, that's a quick X right there. Thank you. Do you not like Shane Lowry because he kind of has a beard and looks like you? Like no, I, I just – here's the thing. I, I, have, I have players that I watch play golf, and I'm like, I have no freaking idea how they're good at golf. And then I get annoyed, and then I hate them. Shane Lowry is one of them. Okay, who else do you hate? Uh, scroll, scroll up to the top. <laughs> yeah, okay. Do you like hate? Yeah, yeah. I used to uh, – uh, funny story, I used to hate Scheffler because of his little – his little foot thing that he does when he swings. Mm. And then, uh, th- then like a couple months ago, I realized that I do that exact same foot <laughs> thing with my swing. So now he's, he's one of my favorite players, actually. Okay. Uh, let's scroll down. I actually don't hate all these guys. I'll, yeah, probably play all of them. I'll probably play every single one of those guys. Except <laughs> Cam, Smith. Cam Smith. Don't like him either. Why not? Uh, actually, he's, he's been like, like he's, he's been actually like a decent ball striker recently. Yeah. But- used to, yeah. Prior to this year, the yeah. only thing he could do is chip and putt, basically, and that's super annoying. So, oh, uh, I know who you hate. won't be okay. playing Billy Horschel. He's bogey Billy. Yeah, he lost you. How did he lose you money? He, he won you. No, money. it was it was Low- it was Lowry. Oh, it was I had I had Horschel in my lineup. Keep scrolling. Who else we got here? This is well, a fun feel exercise. Feel free to I chime will... in, Quagnus, if you have a name you're favorite. What uh, what do we think about Bryson? Are we not going to play him? Is he still hurt? I don't think you can play Bryson. I'll play him. Well, of course you'll play him. You're a fool. <laughs> I mean, in a large scale GPP, he would be a good play. Like if you're talking like something where it's like ten thousand entries, he's not a bad play. Right, game theory style. Mm-hmm. Do you? I mean, in this situation where Mito and Wise are sandwiched between some veteran names, and you get some savings down here if you decide not I'll to like answer Mito by the Wise. Way. Should you fade Abraham, though? Abraham answer. I like him. Oh, you like him? Yeah. I'm a if if Sungjae is going to be the chalk and I haven't looked I haven't looked too deep into it, but if Sungjae is going to be the chalk, I might just I might just rip a whole bunch of answer. Nobody will be on answer. So that be I agree. Be I agree. Pivot. Thank you. You hear that okay. Chad? Expert told me that's a good play. <laughs> that is beautiful. Thank you. Um, what else do we need to talk about? We're going to talk about now uh, more sleepers. Do you have any other sleepers that you want to get off your chest, boys? How about you, Josh? You got a sleeper. What, who else do you like? I just t- I just told you, my guy. And I I I looked at your notes. You said no. How much six K sleeper? What? Like in the six K range? Six K. Oh my god! Are you gonna I, play I barely looked through the seven Ks. Hold on, let me look. I'll All buy. Right, I'm just gonna. I'll buy you one second. I, I'm a. Buy I'm me. a. I'm a slut for uh, Francesco Molinari. I Ooh. love him. I love long, hard, tough courses. He's 6,900. Okay. No one will be on him. I, I'm not telling you to play him, but I, I will tell you I'll be playing him. Mm-hmm. My guy. You know uh, who people will play. People are going to play Wyndham Clark. Oh. Well, now they are. Yeah. yeah. Please. He had a first round. Ryan Gilligan, my buddy, had 20 bucks on a first round leader. Won two thousand dollars today. Wow. Mm. wow! All these He's names. Fuck, I'm not going to play any of these guys. No, this All is of sad. them. Scary. Is, is Kevin Chapel going to play? I'll just play Kevin Chapel just because I like him. Ryan Fox, maybe. I'm not playing any of these guys. They all suck. What about Joel Damon? He drinks beer. He doesn't hit the ball far enough. I don't think. He does ball strike though. He does. He does ball strike. That's true. Maybe I'll play Joel Damon. Is it yeah, Damon or Damon? I think it's Damon. Look at this, Quagnus. Are you playing your guy, Jimbo Furig? <laughs> What's that? 
was he the was he the first guy of all time that you went 100 percent on was that was he the inaugural 100 percent lineup guy i think he was wasn't he he may very well have been and no i won't that was probably on purpose for content reasons like just play jim the first time you do this (laughs) i do got a pretty hot take for you jim furick is from america and it's the U.S. Open, so he's going to play great, just like Corey Connors uh, was going to play great this week because uh, he's Canadian. Good. It was the Canadian Open. Okay. <laughs> you can't fail. Adam Svensson, all of them. They're all going to win first place because they're Canadian. <laughs> all right, that's let's one, talk about that's one of my least like. favorite narratives of all time. Why, why isn't Jordan Spieth going to win? He's going to win. He could win. I can oh. see it. Mm-hmm. Speed's ninety five hundred dollars. This is a fair price, and I love it. I think it's great. It's a good fit for him. He kind of has that mental think about the things all the time, and that's great for a U.S. Open. Let's get him a U- another U.S. Open. Come on. Yeah. Get okay, off. Who uh, else do we talk especially about? Especially with Xander right there next to him. Who? What about Neiman? Why is it Neiman being talked about as somebody to click? Is he? A, I play him a, all the time because he's, he's always because he's, he's always eight thousand, and this time he's eighty nine hundred. And like people don't want to pay that. Okay, this yeah, is some of my favorite players. True. Why is Sam Burns eighty three? Yeah, that's yeah. a that's an aggressive price. That could be the chalk. Aggressively, aggressively low. Yeah, yeah, that could be the chalk of the week. He's a tremendous player, that's especially that's if he... guy. That's what our guy Andrew said earlier. Let me, let me find it. Okay, good. Andrew's on it. Max Homa's actually good, Man, and he's, he's fun so to follow and like be a fan of. So, do we want to go eighty one hundred dollar Homa? So it's a that's joke. who I like a lot, and that's why I'm. Curious. Okay, so this is the chalk of the week. Well, there you go. It's Martin's liked him. I was I was wondering what are the chances? What are the chances that you need to have anybody in the five figure range? Well, are we talking about Millie Maker or what? Anything. Yeah, the GPPs. You what are com- the chances that you need that? You could comfortably you could make a great lineup starting with Xander or Spieth, like a great lineup. And not like just skip those what eight guys ahead of them. I mean, you can make an awesome lineup. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then let's not forget, like I just I always think about this, and this has happened the last two times at the Masters and the PGA, and now here we are at the US Open. The 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 top of the leaderboard does not look like the fucking top of the goddamn DraftKings leaderboard that we're presented with, you know, here a week and a half out. It just it never ends up that way, and and I, I I I'm I will admit I'm a scared player sometimes, where I'm like I gotta have Scotty, I gotta have JT, I gotta have Ram, I gotta have Roy, and then you're spraying, but then in the end like that random guy, that's in there, and then it's like the nine K and eight K range, and if you just got lucky picking you know some of those bottom seven K six K range, let's not forget that that's really what these majors ended up being every you know every time even the the masters you get the chess and hadley's every once in a while yeah quagness does does that mean that you've deposited it into DraftKings any more money than you're living off of crowns for a second for fuck's sake (laughs) did you deposit why do you have to bring that up i'm asking because we're going to talk about are you how many lineups are you making For the U.S. Open, he's he's making none. He's got zero dollars. What's your bankroll for the U.S. Open, Quagnus? Did you? I haven't. I haven't asked Christine if you could borrow money from her. (laughs) God, you're awful. (laughs) That's his wife, James. Uh, Christine, the pants. Say her name. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But really, no. Did you deposit? 
I have, I have, I can deposit whatever the fuck I want, dude. I, I'm just, it depends so on. Are you bumping your bankroll? Because this is because of the U.S. Open, dude. I have my bankroll for the for the uh, the Masters, and that didn't work out too well. So I've just decided I. Oh, James, that's a loser's mentality, is it not? What? What? Which one? Where he says I didn't win at the Masters, so I could never win at the U.S. Open. I'm not depositing. I lost. Yeah. I, lost I mean, yeah, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't agree with that logic at all. Two completely different tournaments. Boom! Let's go. Let's deposit more money and put oh, it all oh, into. Yeah. Oh, hold on. No, no. Yeah, let, yeah. Me, let me empty let me, the bank let me, account in there. Let me just <laughs> say, I felt really good about who I was in on on at the Masters. I went all in on, on Brooks, and I went all in on. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Yeah, we did it together. Work out. That didn't work out well at all. So they I, both I missed the like... cut in terrible fashion. But Eric, do you at least have twenty dollars? Because I got a contest for twenty bucks, and I need you to enter it. Mm. Will you do that? Because it doesn't need to fill, but it would be nice to have it fill. Because then someone would win one thousand four hundred dollars. I think you need cash to enter that. I. It would be nice, so I could look at your lineup, spy on it. Judge you. Judge my horrible. No, I mean, no, I. What about uh, I, you? I I, we're done talking to you, Quagnus. You're 25 cents. You can't even play $20 of your, your own co your own freaking podcast contest. How dare you? <laughs> okay, Josh, uh, what's your bank? Are you doing anything different because it's major, right? I, I always play more. Uh, usually I'm a short game guy, like the, but I didn't this, I didn't this week for the Canada nonsense because i don't care but usually i'll play the short game on normal weeks and then i'll dump i'll dump five bucks or ten bucks wherever it is in the big gpp yeah um the majors i i'll usually bump it up to the the three dollar max the three dollar 20 max and then i'll just whatever i'm feeling i'll just start hucking into the into the million maker just james you're the opposite just just the lottery play I think the the real sharps they play less on the majors and more on the. You should like this week. Uh, you probably should if you have a brain. Generally, spe- brain. generally speaking, I felt like the PGA Championship and the Open Championship are just horrific, and I finally have learned through many years of taking a beating to not play those. But the U.S. Open is like my one tournament I kill at every year. You know, everybody okay. just does okay. that one they do well. So I will be in a belligerent amount this week. Sweet. So that just proves then that you need to do game theory and you need to tune in not. Anytime this weekend, it's all the way next Wednesday to James's show, and that's the, that's when you need to start making your lives after that. So just have fun tinkering in your mind, marinating a lot. And James, checking out, checking out some content, listen to what people are saying, getting some so, ideas, seeing what you like, and then wait to make them till Wednesday night. Now, you do showdown stuff, and people wanted us to quickly get into like kind of a rundown. Of maybe we'll just enter this. This right here is five buck to a single entry. Try to cash a comma for tomorrow. Can you give me like a quick rundown of what your show is about? Because maybe Martins, you need to start playing showdown because I feel like we could actually take advantage of the sheep that are being led to slaughter more than we can in the regular week. Because showdown, like they really get led to slaughter. Do they not, James? 
I mean, I've, you know, I've been tracking this stuff. I've been playing showdown competitively for about three years. And like when I do week long, my ROI year over year is maybe 20%. But in week long for the past, or excuse me, in showdown for the last three years, I'm like over 100% ROI. Um, so there's just like such a bigger edge there because people just don't know how to play it. They don't understand the strategy. There's nobody making quality content out there to teach people. Um, uh, so when you have that, it ends up being a huge advantage. And so like, especially round three and round four, um, th mm. there's just a huge edge because you can look at things like weather, when they're going out, who's going to be chasing, um, uh, all these things, uh, give you a huge edge. And so, uh, you know, like tomorrow, if you want to get a, if you want to make a lineup for tomorrow, I can already tell you, I've been kind of looking cause some of my people wanted to know, mm. it looks like it is going to be very, very gusty in the morning, very windy. Ooh. The biggest winds are going to be from 7am to noon. And then in the afternoon, it seems to set down. Typically well, speaking, so James, quickly, we can't yeah. see the we can't see the tea times on this. Yeah, so you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna have so to spend five. you're gonna have to spend five minutes, or you know, I basically huh. know, generally speaking, who's the uh, who's on what tea time. So you'll want all if we're gonna play the guys going off in the afternoon tomorrow, we want all the guys that played this morning. Um, so oh, and you know, it, yeah, so like gutter up. I've already I've already promised some people on Twitter that I'm playing that Chuck Donkey just to mush him. Um, I'm gonna put him <laughs> in all my showdown lineups. Uh, Explain to me why gutter up was how was gutter up twenty percent in high stakes or was he is it high stakes? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's 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 twenty percent in the two hundred dollars single entry um, because uh, I mean it, I I said this last night like when people when there's a week like this where there's not like a good course history because they're changing course every year there wasn't a lot of demand for content this week people are just ready for the U.S. Open next week and all the the live tour stuff going on people just weren't into this week and when you get that people get lazy and they just go with what their local tout tells them oh I heard this on blah 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 show. And that's just who they go play. And they kept hearing this name gutter up and he made your lineups really easy at 6,300. So a guy like that, um, who should have been maybe 4% just starts to catch all kinds of steam on a lazy week like this. And you end up seeing him at 20%, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's amazing. So we, yeah. we want the guys that played this morning. Yep. So and then let's we, see. because then they're playing in the afternoon tomorrow, which couldn't maybe be better, calmer weather. Right. And then, and then you're looking at guys. Did you do you go into the stats at all, or you? Yeah, I was. I, I, I use in tournament stats uh, over but on then Fantasy you National. Use it to fade the ones that are showing up. Yeah, so like you got to be you got to be a little careful with in tournament stats because anybody that looks at them can say, "Oh yeah, I want to just play the guys that are ball striking." So uh, you know, just go look at kind of who was ball striking. Maybe like lost some shots around the green or didn't putt. Like I don't know when Dean Burmist. Dean Burmeister played today. Like, I'm not sure which wave he was in. He wasn't in the player pool, but man, he ball struck the shit out of it and was horrific on the greens Weird. and chipping. So like, that's a name right there that you're going to get at 2% ownership. That is like checking all the boxes to just go smash tomorrow. Cool. Uh, my dude, you know, uh, somebody from this morning that was ball striking that didn't do like a good name to maybe look. Oh my God. Who the hell is that? Jared Dutois. Yeah. Uh, maybe not him. Um <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure I want to get married to that guy. Uh, <laughs> you twat? Yeah, to twat. <laughs> I assume that's how you say it. I'm not, I'm not Je m'appelle Charles. Uh, no. Oh, my. Von Taylor picked up 3.7 a day on approach. That's sick. Uh, you know, I would – when did he – no, he played this morning. I'm trying to find a good name. Like, I don't, I don't even know who all played this morning. Uh, that, you know, was uh, just kind of average. I don't know. Let's uh, see here. What I will tell you Tagala? that. Uh, yeah, Tagala. Wait, he played this afternoon, didn't he? 
He was oh, in the yeah. afternoon wave, so he'll be out tomorrow morning, and I would want to avoid those morning guys. Okay. What I would be doing is I'd be looking for guys that played this morning. You're going to have to go look at the tee times for tomorrow uh, and then go look at kind of guys who were giving away around the green or around putting because those are the two easiest things to fix. You could say, no, bad chippers are still going to be bad chippers. Yeah, but like in one round, if you're playing showdown, they're going to be hitting like 17 out of 18 greens in regulation, and they're not going to be chipping at all anyways. And if they're doing a bunch of chippings, they're not going to be making birdies, so you, that guy's already fucked your lineup anyway, so you don't need to worry about that. So look for guys that shit the bed around the greens, guys that didn't putt particularly well, and you could probably go find some guys that could smooth it out tomorrow, especially if they had their uh, – uh, are you into the guys that can go low? Like, do you focus on a guy like JT, an Eagle guy, like somebody that you know every once in a while? Just wait, well, these are pro golfers. They all can go low. That's why they're on the PGA Tour. They, there are no, that's not true. JT like, no. consistently has 63s and 62s much more than other people on the tour. Give me a break. Hmm. Yeah. Austin I mean, Cook or JT, who they all go low. <laughs> Go, you know, when you go look at their stats, you can see like those guys that just have like those really nuclear rounds. Like you can sort by strokes gain total for like their last 24 rounds on round twos or round three, round four, whatever you're playing. And you can look at DK points, and that's probably the better one to look at, right? Those guys that are getting the streaks, the ones that get a lot of birdies and stuff like that. And that is a real thing that you can track. And so, yes, I do look at that because you want guys that are going to score. Uh, you want dudes that are going to be pin stocking. You you want to know who's a really bad play? Billy Horschel on a Sunday because he wasn't going to aim at a single pin. He was just going to hit it on oh, and then two-putt everything. It, it wow. changes their mentality. I want a guy who's charging, who's taking on every flag. And, yeah, he might get three bogeys because he short sides himself, but he's also going to have nine birdies because he's attacking every flag. Billy Ho was never going to do that. We're going to take JT because I want to shove it in Josh's face for some reason. And then we're doing Connors because he's – I, I'm looking at the tee times. I think this is RBC round two tee times. You got to you got to play gutter up. You got to play him. You got to mush him. You think? Yeah, man. He played. Honestly, I watched some of his shots today, and that dude had more five foot birdie putts that I've seen miss than any player ever. Well, I didn't you know play. He's late. You haven't seen me play golf, buddy. Yeah. Gutter up <laughs> has a late tee time, so he's going to be in yeah. people's eyeballs. And then I'm going to spend all the money. Do you spend all the money in a single entry? Does it matter even? Yeah. No. I mean. um, it, it, I, I tend to leave a couple hundred dollars on the table at showdown. Um, okay. Not typically at week long, but at showdown, just because like, you know, there's, there's not as many. Um, but I think I made lineup. a perfect lineup if I click $9,000 Tony Finau right I mean, now. Honestly, Tony Finau is pretty, that's a pretty good lineup. No one's going to, no one's going to be on Burmeester. So, I mean, hell. That's I, true. I, they shouldn't be. I want, I want uh 1% of whatever that hits. Okay, well, you know, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. We're doing uh, the pods on Thursday, so you can come back next week. Guess what? Okay, uh, let me remove this. Uh, next week, we have our friend Andy Lack, actually, is going to show up. We're going to do strokes gained home life convo with, like, a mental health spin to try to figure out, you know, these guys, they're they're young and they're getting on tour. They're going on the road. They're doing their thing. Like, how does this affect them? Is this something we can use to handicap? And we're going to talk about strokes gained home life tour junkies thing um and we might get into this now with josh after the, in the after show is it better for a golfer to play less golf less rounds per week and to make more money doing it that might be more enticing to people and that would help their mental side of health so that's maybe why matt wolf is running over there we'll talk about that uh what else do we need to know in a few weeks time the strokes gained podcast about strokes gained and the flaws we know darbo will want to be there for that uh well, he's he should host that show 
<laughs> exactly. No, he, you should go and watch. There's going to be some homework. You're going to have to do some homework before you watch that. So we're going to make you watch his strokes game stuff. Whatever. Either way, it's been real. We'll be back actually next week doing stuff on Twitter. Josh is at Jish Swish. Quagnus might go all in on somebody. The Degenerate 75, he's doing his thing. We've got Tony Heal. He's going to come with me next week. We're going to do a podcast on making 150 lineups because he wants to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Play the music, Josh. Let's get out of here. Okay. Get out of here, quote unquote. Peace out. Except it's just the beginning. It's only just begun. Well, the Degenerate 75, James, do you want to stick around and hang out and talk about I mean, live or do you care? I will you tell get you, out I, I, I spent, I spent way that. too much time prepping for these questions. That's why I knew all the chalk and the guys I liked. Like when I you, love it. When I, saw, when I saw these questions, I've literally been here for like four hours just straight studying. So My uh, God. Yeah, I, I, I think I need to go do yeah, like take some, it some family duties. Yeah, Plus, say, like, you know, you know what I know about the, the live tour? I don't know shit about it. And I don't really have any opinions on it other than uh, uh, I, I don't think it's going to make it. That's my opinion. There you go. Yeah. Why? I don't I even really know. I don't even really know. That's I, a good I, opinion. I, I like it. Okay. Well, I'll leave you with one last thing. Hopefully you guys will discuss it because I'm going to go back and watch this. I This whole thing about the PGA and trying not to let live players come play on the PGA tour if they go play in the live tour. Isn't that just like, I mean, how can they do that when they allow European tour players and Asian tour players and South African tour players to play on that tour and then also play on the PGA? It seems like that's going to go to court and they're going to lose their ass. I mean, they are. once again, I don't, I'm no expert on this. I, I just love DFS. I don't even particularly love golf. I love to play golf, but like if like women's golf or seniors golf or college golf's on, I'm not watching it. I'm not like right. a golf lover like that. So um, what, uh, what's your handicap? You're playing golf. You got you carry um, handicap. I, I don't. I shot an 82 the other day, and I felt like Tiger Woods. So maybe nice. that's a perspective for yeah, you. I would too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was like, I was twirling my club after every shot. I was walking. <laughs> Hell yeah, in. 80s are sick. I was a, I was a legend. Yeah, it, uh, I, I would say standard round, uh, 88 to 92. Uh, the, oh my I, gosh, this dude is already talking shit to me that I'm gonna leave. What are you talking about? I'm gonna leave to go get another beer right now, Andrew. How dare you? Uh, Degenerate <laughs> 75. Oh, maybe he was talking about you. What did he say? No. Oh. He said Jeff. No, he's talking about me. Okay. Josh isn't going anywhere, but he doesn't have his companion to talk till midnight with. Uh, Darbo is busy. Mm-hmm. Martins, are you sticking around for the after show? Or are you getting another beer? I, I've got one here, but I'll talk for a little bit before I need did to you go. Guys see the, did you guys see this message from uh, – hold on. I got, there's a lot of messages in here. See, it was some dude was ripping, uh, was ripping well, Martins. So why, why does Ruby – Our guy Derek. So here it is. I found him. Hold on. He said, he said Eric's going to be yeah. sleeping in 10 minutes with the, with drinking the, those hazy IPAs. <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I didn't even know all these I didn't even know all these comments were over here. I did, just now saw this. Oh yeah. All kinds of question. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All we kinds don't need of questions. to bother with Ruvio or whatever his name is. What is he? All right, I got to go get another beer, boys. I'll be right back. We're going to talk about Liv. Roman Roman numeral number 54. That's a that's a wild name, isn't it, Martins? They just, they named a tournament after or uh, named their league after just a number. Is that yep. weird? Yeah, and what's what's their philosophy? What's their purpose? What like why? why you know what's you know what's weird? Any of us? Why should any of us care or be interested in live? Uh, it's it's new and it's fun. 
Oh, it's modern, modern fun. I, about- I, I said I had no takes on live, but I got one for you guys. Do you think that any of those guys that are going to live, a single guy that's been there will be a, a top 10 golfer in five years? I feel like they're getting no. all like the B-list celebrities. Like, I don't feel mm. like they're getting any of the future stars of the PGA. That's why no, I think the PGA I, is going to be fine. I think that's part. I think that honestly, that's part of their plan, actually, exactly. to start. The, I think they brought a bunch of guys over. They they did their best to get as, as best players as they could, but they just brought a bunch of dudes over and they just handed them buckets of cash. And then, and these dudes are that are dog shit at golf that are finishing the middle of the pack on like the Asian tour. They're going to be making a million dollars this weekend. And the decent dudes on the PGA tour who missed the cut this week and are getting zero dollars in their bank account are going to be like, Oh shit, I need to go get me a million dollars just to hang out. So I think, I think honestly, that's their plan is to just kind of feed money to people and kind of make people on the PGA tour jealous. And then they'll go if, especially if the majors decide that they're just going to let them play, I think they'll go. Because what's the point in staying? But why really? not? If you're going to give $125 million to somebody, why not get a future star like Morikawa or Hovland or somebody like that instead of like washed up Dustin Johnson? That's what I was curious I about. I bet they probably did try is the thing, and they they couldn't get him. The, I think the people that they needed to go after, and maybe they did, but I think the people they needed to go after were the more elite dudes that are not like from the U.S. Because I think hmm. – if like JT and like how we're raised here in in the U.S. is we're like very we at least we pretend to be like very built on morals, but you know people are raised in different countries and different places and things, and maybe they're not raised like that and they're just playing golf for money. But I think at least how people from the United States have been saying they're they care about the morals they care about the the majors they care about their legacies that's and that's just kind of how i think how people in our country are raised but maybe they aren't in other countries so i don't know so my thought was you know maybe if you start throwing money at people from other countries maybe maybe the money is more enticing to them than it is to somebody like jt who's like legacy is more important to me than money maybe not i don't know i've never it's, been to it's, it's easy to say stuff like that when you're filthy fucking rich Right, that that's 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 that too. So I don't I don't know. That's that's my guess, and I I've never been to any other country than this one, well, so I don't really know. Uh, but. Does the PGA Tour have this package, boys? Liv has a package that you can walk nine holes inside the ropes with the players, plus drink on the driving range while they practice. Cheers to this! I don't know if this is true. It probably is. That sounds a sensation. They have, I saw they were, uh, they basically just gave like everybody that was there today. Basically, they, nobody paid for their tickets. <laughs> everybody was just there for free. Yeah, that's free. <laughs> All right, James, we're kicking There's you off because I know how it is. Doing a show Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you've been helpful to us. Wednesday, to, Friday, Saturday. When, sorry, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. There it is. It's a I've lot. Been te- I've been trying to teach him for like weeks, and I still get seven Twitter questions a day about when the shows are. So <laughs> I, want, I wanted to clarify. Hey, yeah. if you want to rewind this, you can listen to us talk quickly about Showdown. But at the same time, uh, just follow him for the other rounds that he can give you advice for. That's I'm into that. Be there Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, I'm doing some big giveaways. So get there for that. You actually get to make like I'm going to put a $100 lineup in the Millie Maker for three of my followers. And I'm going to make the lineup with them. And we're going to split the winnings 50-50. I just wanted, to do something, just wanted to do something a little bit cooler than just here's 100 bucks. Go fuck off. So 
yeah. gonna try to you know let him get in there and do the process with me so uh Sweet. get over there and leave a comment you can still get in it so thanks guys i really enjoyed all this this was really fun thanks. thank you for the time and uh just say hi to your fam will do it's a bunch of it's a lady we'll come and a back bunch again please don't be a stranger you're welcome Hell to come yeah. anytime you have time free dogs right. here too man i appreciate you chad mm-hmm. Bye, guys. cheers james you're the man i'm gonna remove you from the stream all right so boys and girls this is the after show uh it is a, a conversation about live at this point do you think we should talk about this because quagnus hates live quagnus is brandle chamley chambly and josh is greg norman pretty much <laughs> Josh and I are, are truly considering starting a live podcast because we're I'm into it. I like it. I'm not gonna Why the I don't fuck here's the here's the most I tweeted this and maybe I should have <laughs> just saved it. I should have saved this line, but here here's the thing. We're everybody's outraged now about live and no, how one's, out, no one's outraged, by the way. I'm not no outraged. one is outraged, People including Riggs. Hands up, I'm digging. The broadcast. Yeah, I'm talking about before it started. Don't, don't, that don't. everybody was mad because, again, the the morals thing. It's the money is obviously coming from a place of bad morals. They're they kill the reporter. Obviously, they the women obviously. in their country don't get to do no like things that they should. There, I think there's some other stuff that's going on there. So. Everyone's outraged that people are taking that are taking this money from this country, and they're like, "We need to be talking about this more." But my, I tweeted this, and I think this is very true. You quote Randall is making this is actually making the situation. It's it's enlightening people to the situation. I before live was a thing. Yes, I follow yeah. all these golf people. I follow a lot of people. Never see a thing about anybody. I mean, like when the reporter was killed for like a week, people were outraged, which they should have been. But then it was just like it's there because it happened, but it's nobody's talking about it. So between then and when Liv started, it's just kind of nothing. There's like it's like blank space. It happened, but nobody's really talking about it. Liv starts. We're getting this new, and if you don't like the the new golf format, fine. I kind of like it, so mm-hmm. I it's cool. So this new golf thing starts, and now everybody's mad because they know where the money came from, and now they remember and they want to talk again about the reporter, and they want to talk about the how. No, we see, I think the problem so they're enlightening like, everybody to the situation again. No, no, no. See, that's which not I think true, is good. I think it's enlightening, like you and the Brandel Chamleys and the guys that are like right there. But my wife is like, who's the Saudi Arabia tour? Sounds fun if DJ will play on it. And she doesn't well, see, really... And then, so and she, then the so masses that... are asses, so they get fooled. And then it's bad news for everyone, right? Martin, well, no, is this that more or less Well, that's, that's actually kind of my point. So your wife asks you, and now you have to explain to her. This the, is blood money. The Saudi league, It's they're getting billions of dollars poured into here to, into it and by the way everybody's pissed at them because of x y and z going on in their country now you're informing your wife oh, of things that are I going suppose. on in the country like, everybody's why is learning this controversial about. yeah 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 no she's asking yeah. quickness is that not right is it like it's obviously weird and so like where do they have all this money what's going on right so you have to educate you're now you have Saudi to help educate. i would never have given a shit honestly about saudi arabia he's right like i think I don't know if I would have even known about this reporter if it hadn't been for the golf. Right. You didn't know about it before? Well, you know me. I hide in 
blissful <laughs> bubbles. That's fine. No, no, it, no. People don't have to know about that. And 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 you know, frankly, you don't have to know about that or care about that. I can put all that stuff aside and still say that I find this product to be a bizarre occurrence. Like, why? Why does this matter? Why? Like, all of a sudden, we got all these guys: Kevin Nod, Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia. A fucking maniac, pussy ass motherfucker. <laughs> you know when he when he when he made his rant. Uh, Are you talking about Sergio? Sergio, yeah, Sergio. When he, <laughs> I can't wait to get off this tour. You sound like a goddamn pansy. You really do. I can't. I don't like these rules. You know the, these guys are snowflakes. You know, and and the same. I love these people that use the term snowflakes. I don't use the term snowflake. That's been used against me. Apparently, for my political belief, <laughs> he's a fuck. But the, but the thing is, is that all these guys are goddamn fucking snowflakes. Sergio, chief among them. I can't wait to get off this tour. Your your rules, like you like like what the rules of golf? God, fuck you, Sergio. Okay. Go to, go to the go to the Saudi Arabia backed league that will allow you to what. Not follow the rules of golf? Is that what he was saying? No, they they are actually put they. So I I think what I saw is they're playing under the the normal rules of golf that anybody else is. But they did make one change to the rule. The change to the rule is, and boy, I really hope Twitter didn't bamboozle me here like I thought it did earlier. <laughs> but this is what I read. The one rule they change is if you if a club gets broken as you're playing. Normally, if it happens during, like, if you take a swing and your club head falls off, you can replace it. But mm -hmm. if you snap that shit over your knee, like, you're shit yeah. out of luck. Oh, apparently, apparently the rule changed where if you snap that shit over your leg, you just go in the trunk of your car and grab a new putter hmm. if you want to. I think. Could have been bad. I did read that. That's amazing. That's a great rule by Greg Norman. Um, I just showed a tweet by No Laying Up. They've been very vocal. Our guys yes. No Laying this one says that, honestly, it's much better project production than I expected. Yet, 45 minutes in, when golf doesn't matter, I feel like there's no need to watch. All the interest was in the initial curiosity. Is that kind of what you're saying, Quagnus? Is that like, sure, people are watching today. There was 100,000 at one time or whatever, but it's also because of curiosity and not because of the actual golf product. Yeah, I, and I had no, I had no curiosity myself. But you hate the PGA Tour. Like, well, don't pretend you don't hate the PGA Tour. We fucking hate the thing. We've been talking shit about it for years. This is not something that is perfect. So we're okay with the Live Tour pushing the envelope, changing things, showing more golf. That's what we want. Well, because they don't have sponsorship obligations. Who cares? Okay, the, well, the facts are the facts that the Live Golf program in the first 30 minutes of showing shots showed 60, whereas the PGA Tour in the first 30 minutes showed 33. There was no commercials because there's no commercial need on the live tour. There was one on the PGA tour, but there was 11 pre-recorded packages by the PGA tour versus two on the live tour. Granted, they can't even do them on the live tour. So all they have to do is show golf shots. And most of the 60 are of people you've never heard of or have names you cannot pronounce. That's neither here nor there. The facts are the facts. Live is showing you know golf, the, and that's what you makes know Josh love it. Martin's hold on before I know you raised your hand, but the, the best part about those 60 shots, by the way, it like when you watch when you're watching the, the PGA tour, I would bet more than 50% of the shots that you see are putts. 
because it's easy because it takes people fucking forever to putt actually so it's easy to get to oh, him quick and, right ooh, so we should have this but with the shot it could tweet at him how many were putts see what he says yeah I, I actually thought i would ask him but so these 60 shots everybody teed off at the same time so you're getting to watch all the tee shots and then you're watching all the approach shots and then you're watching putts then you're going back to tee shots approach shots so you're seeing all kinds of shots which was i thought so was really cool no weather. josh you you committed yourself to watching all of the whole thing did you not i will watch it. i like it i think the format's fun it but you is, watched today you watched the whole thing today i did watch the whole thing today yeah and it's nice that they tee off on different holes and they have a shotgun start because it all yeah, is like going it. on. And it, and the and may, I keep saying maybe the best part, but this actually may be the best part. Five hours and it's done. Goodness. That's it. So Think instead of people have to wake up, especially if you're like playing showdown or if you're gonna if you're trying like in-game bet or all that stuff, you're waking up at seven for the start of the tournament. And it's not done until six or seven. You're wasting your whole day paying attention to this tournament, the Canadian Open. You're wasting your whole day, nine, ten hours, paying attention to this stupid tournament. But they can't do this logically with 156 players. That's not possible. And I don't think they're going to try to, no. So then they could do – but they could at least have it be that everyone in the morning wave is out there and there's no like, hey, the first – you know, you wake up at 7 a.m. and there's the – worst players ever that they've teed off and they're out there first and they're going off and then it kind of trickles out, trickle, 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 trickle. That's not happening at this live shit. You're going bang and out. So we think PGA tour, Josh, and I, Josh, we're starting a live podcast. It's going to happen. So we stay should. tuned. It'll be on the fantasy golf pod network, but we're thinking that the PGA tour is going to XFL this stuff from the live that the NFL kind of did where they take over the stuff that looks like it works. Hey, let's pay the guys to be at the tournament. There's no more. You have to make the cut to make money. Let's do the thing where you can have it be certain weeks or three week, three days. You know, we can only we need 54 hole cut. We don't need a 72 hole cut. And then there's no cut. Or you, we're going to see the PGA Tour implement things from this. Do you not think this, Josh? I mean, this is kind of how. Hold on. I, 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 I need. I need. I need a minute. Okay, Eric needs a minute because he's an anti. I cut him off earlier. He raised his hand very nicely. It's yeah. my fault. So, so first off, I think I can really put in concise terms why I don't like live, and I haven't watched a single shot. And and this has nothing to do with the production part of it about how many shots we're seeing. And of course, I bitched about I bitched about this for years about how poor. The coverage is, and I don't think that's actually the PGA Tour, so it's the Golf Channel and CBS mm-hmm. and NBC and whatever. But that has nothing to do with this. I think what is mostly leaving a sour taste, a very bitter, sour taste in my mouth right now about the Live Tour. Is Let me see your mouth. Show us your mouth. Yeah, here. It's 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 really fucking. Ooh. <laughs> It's really fucking pissing me off right now is that we, we, uh, the idea that especially I'm, I'm a little disappointed right now, Josh, that you would embrace this tour yep. that basically. No, hold, hold on. Let me finish this. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah, let me finish I'm, I'm surprised because I know you. He's know, addressing me, by the way. You, I know you know the grind of what it requires to become a professional golfer. OK. And so let's not forget about the fact that. The grind to get to the PGA Tour is what we get 
as a product. Uh, all the people that have gotten to the PGA Tour have gone through a process that actually really a lot of like uh, casual uh, watchers of golf don't appreciate at all. Mm-hmm. And I know Agreed. that you and I and all of us here agree that like the people that we see in the PGA Tour that come in new, new, especially from the Corn Fairy to a year in here out, we appreciate what that is. That is the only, that's the fucking beginning. The Corn Fairy Tour is like, it, that's one step previous. So the idea that the, the Live Tour is just going to fucking let some amateurs and, and throw some money at them or whatever and let them come in, that's bullshit. We, ha- we have been graced by the fact that we have the PGA Tour that has this process that, like, literally, the, the people that don't get in the PGA Tour are going to be golfers of unrealized caliber that the average person will never understand. You and I understand. All of us understand. The well, then why can't they make $4 million purses? Why can't they make a $25 million total purse? Well, that's, that's the process that's unfolded. That's what's weeding out the unbelievably good and like the even more unbelievably good. Like That's what we're getting with the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour and then all the other mini tours. That's what we're getting. That's how that process has unfolded for years now. So the idea that like the live tours is just like, ooh, this like cool thing. No, the PGA Tour is still a, a massively good product that is providing us with some of the best golfers that are ever going to play golf and ever live. And they're still not even going to be good enough to match a tiger or 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 whoever. And so now we're now we're getting these pampered fucks like DJ who are like, yeah, I did all that. Now I get to go do this. Okay, that's DJ fine. DJ is not a pampered fuck. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, use, yeah, yeah. I, use, I use that term. Kevin Na. I use, Did you say I, Kevin Na? I should have said Kevin Na. You're right. Because I use DJ that comes from a background of like, I don't, he's not a pamper fuck, like in reality. Like, sure, sure. He's sure. not a can't. Sure. He's not sure. a he, he country. I use the term lightly. I use the term pamper okay. fuck. Sorry. But yeah, I'm defending like, DJ because he's my guy. But yeah, at the same yeah. time, I don't know. I, I think so when you like embrace of the live as if like this is going to be some, so, becoming some alternative to the PGA as if the PGA is like, this bad product like no there is a process to get to the pga tour there's not going to be a process to get a live tour you're either going to be some kind of like you know like you said washed up guy like phil or whoever who like need to pay off their gambling debts and all like that's clear that's that's the other thing too like that's not a good look let's just let's just all admit that right now like phil did you see his picture martins uh yeah i saw that picture it's wild. wild. So, like, the idea that, okay, fine. Yeah, that's okay. That he can go off and do this thing and he can get 200 million bucks. And I understand that's life-changing money. I'm all about that. But, but man, we got college kids that are, like, looking to get on the mini tour and then get on the next tour that's going to get them on the Corn Fairy Tour. And that all requires a lot of shit that's going to end the PGA Tour. Those guys are not fucking trying to get on live because – Liv's not what that is at this point, I assume. I don't know. Maybe there is going to be a developmental process for this tour. I have no idea. I've never heard that that thing. At this point, it just it seems like a bunch of, you know, washed up pros that want to make a lot of money and they yeah. and then they're up like celebrating. It's just bizarre. And Greg hey, Norman, I got a question. Fuck Greg Norman, dude. He's an asshole. Right. He Fuck totally him. Weird. Okay, it's weird. Okay, but Eric, why why won't the media allow Alan 
the Shipnack guy to 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 ask questions? It's a good question. I I wondered that too, and I think Josh had had he, he Josh said, why why would they let him? Well, I, th- I think Allen's a different suit. They did kick Allen likes it wants to go viral. Yeah, I th- I, I mean, think, I think he wants media, to media. Like you should be involved thing, but, yourself. He so he t- he tweet. I think I think he went there knowing that he was going to get no access and just did it because he wanted to prove a point. Yeah, because he he released his book uh, like a month or two ago that it did not shed Phil in a great light, and so he got there and officials told him when he got there, Phil has no interest in speaking to you, so basically stay away, and then he did it. So. Then he's then he's tweeting about he's complaining that oh they kicked me out but like he was warned that this was going to happen and he should have known before he even stepped on a plane to London that this is probably going to happen so I, he he's a different situation just because of the book he wrote but they did kick another guy out for apparently asking some bad questions but I th- honestly I don't think and they shouldn't be kicking people out for asking questions because they should be able to ask whatever questions they want. But at this point in time, they've had, they had their interviews and stuff yesterday. They did another series of interviews like a couple of days ago, a whole bunch of them have been on like shows or podcasts and people are like Andy Ogletree did one. He shot 82 today, by the way, a really <laughs> good golfer. Uh, he was on a show and they were asking him questions about why would you do this? And what's your motivation? So, all these questions, everybody has the same like four questions, and they've already been asked. It's the morals question. It's mm-hmm. the there. I saw a question that they threw at Ian Poulter: If if Vladimir Putin had a golf tournament, would you play it? So they're they're trying to push them. <laughs> like the, they're they're trying. They're just asking the same question in different ways to push them on like the moral obligations, which is fine. But they've already answered that question. And then they want to ask him about the money, which is fine, but they've already asked him about that. And then they want to ask him like how they think it will grow the game or make golf better or whatever. So they, yeah, they're trying they to put in a three corner. or four questions that they're just taking different they're using different words to ask the same thing. So I I mean okay, I would okay. actually at this point I'd be pretty annoyed too because it's I have the same answer for everything they're asking. Me. That's true. Let's change gears now. Ron Mintz, our guy on Twitter, he just uh, he doesn't maybe realize that this shit is coming to the United States of America, and you can go <laughs> and buy that package to drink beers and chill with these people. Our friend Seb Sedel, I don't know, I'm not even following him. I'll follow him. Fuck it. Uh, first tweeting now about his experience. This is he went to the live live golf today. Um, <clears throat> now, this guy, I don't know who the hell he is. He could be making this whole thing up, but he has video of his arrival where he shows himself on the putting or the driving range here, like pretty That's close. A wild scene closer the than the three M open where I couldn't. You could barely tell who the hell they were. You could barely read the names on their placards there. So he's close up and personal. Concessions were uh, were were your standard overpriced but not disgraceful. Lack of beer choices, sadly, unfortunately. They all have that though, actually. Yeah, this is the just the same has like day. Small crowds meant access to golf was incredible. Would have never believed I could get this close to an uncontested views of golf stars. See. If the more the merrier. If dude, if Bryson and Patrick Reed are in a group together and it's coming to Minnesota and I'm around the corner, I'm going to go look at this. I do not care if I can get this close to Phil. You can basically touch Phil. Everyone's 
knuckling Phil here. Phil was, as you'd expect any other time, tanned, charming, teeth on display, smiling throughout, interacting with fans more than anyone. Well, he just got $200 million. He's flying high on cocaine. What do you expect? Uh, the fans reciprocated. From For all I watched, I did not see a single negative fan comment. Or you'd be chainsawed to death because you're not going to want that. The atmosphere was less grand and more personal than... Can I, can I just interject here? I think you just made my point already. What, what what is there to cheer on here? I mean, I, I've I, some of the most exciting tournaments, and I'm a Tiger Woods fan. I'm a fan of all the you know great golfers, but some of the most exciting moments that we've I myself I shouldn't talk for you two. Some of the most exciting moments I've experienced on the uh, watching the PGA Tour are seeing some of these guys come out of left field. And do it. This is not what this is. This is some sort of exhibition. Today, Josh, right? Today. What happens when the dominoes continue to fall? And by Portland, the field is They 90, won't. And they the won't. Field is 45. They won't. They it won't. Will. It's happening. There's a promo with Matt Wolf and Bubba. There's going to be more names. The people who don't want to put up. Matt Wolf and Bubba? Yeah. Good. Fuck them. Get out of here. <laughs> when are you going to... But when is it going to be where Rory and JT are finally like, well, we've run out of people and the competition is all over at live. Uh, Cause they're just, they're, they've got the money. It's going to happen to, there's going to be a point. There's going to be a breaking point. Something's going to happen. Right, Josh. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I said that earlier. It's, People are going to see the the one of the no name golfers that they have on the tour right now. That's gonna make that's going to make a million dollars, and people four. are going to be like, "Holy shit, I want that million dollars." They beat forty gonna- people and won four million dollars. That's and they're the people half the people they beat are no like you've literally never heard of them. Whereas right. they're grinding their dicks off in Canada right now, or Michigan, or Minnesota, where they don't want to go in July. They're and not going to do a- that. Another interesting thing that I that I think is interesting is where like everybody talks about everybody media people watching golf talk about legacy and how many tournaments you can win and majors you can win and all that stuff. That this is their job. So like Chad, in your job, are you working your job to to say? Boy, I want to be on Edina Realty's uh, Hall of Fame one day. No, you're saying I want to sell a thousand houses every single year so I can support my family as much as possible. You don't give a fuck if they put your. I assume you don't care if they take a picture of you and put it on the wall. You get poached. I get a call. I got a meeting with someone in a week or two. Like you just always get calls about going to different brokerages. They can give you better deals. There's free agency. It's free agency in the NBA, free agency in MLB, free agency in everything, but not in the PGA where there is no other thing to make money with. Right. So this is no team that can sign you. Right. And so and so my point here is that we we as fans love to say we we love to compare people with how many majors they got. And, oh, they have this sweet legacy. They've won 52 tournaments. But. The golfers themselves, this is their job. This is how they support their family. 
and you know, and maybe how they're going to support their family's family. So yeah, okay, I'll rebuttal that. There's, I don't there's, know if, we, if they actually care. No, that, that, there's three or there's three or four realtors in my office that want to be on a Dino Realties Hall of Fame. Like I guarantee right. you. So, but there, so the, there's the Roy's and there's the JTs and there's the Schefflers that right exactly the the ability to actually be on the Hall of Fame. Whereas exactly. everyone else is like, oh god, that's not even possible. Why do I give a shit? Well, what's oh, the point? Yeah, I can make more money than these idiots for doing way less work. <laughs> exactly. So that yeah, that's exactly my point. There there will be the two, three, four, five, six. 20 guys or maybe even more that say you can have your hundred million. I want my face to be on the PGA tours wall that says this guy was dedicated to me for as long as he could be dedicated. And and that's the guy, but for the majority of anybody in any job, the, your goal is to just make money to support yourself, your family, your lifestyle, your habits, your goal is money. So everything's a money grab. Wagon. This is why this is why I think it's gonna it's probably gonna be more popular even than popular than even people think because people are gonna start getting jealous of the money and they're gonna especially especially if the majors and actually you know what majors don't even matter because some of these mid tier dudes have no chance at winning the majors anyway so why do they care if they're playing the majors or not they they're probably not gonna win so yep. just go get the just go get the money and and that's your job and that's fine. And I don't disagree at all with with anything you've just said about about an individual pursuing money. But if if these guys were concerned about their well being, and so they thought that okay, well I can't I I shouldn't compete on the PGA tour anymore. I have to go to this other league so that I can get because because my lifestyle right now is not I'm not secured right now. I I don't have enough money. I've only won. What DJ? What? How many? He's won twenty times. He's got a handful of majors. Taylor Gooch. He just won recently. All these clowns. If, if they were if, like, if they're having actual concerns about their lifestyle, which is what you're, we're saying there. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> fuck you. Absolutely. Fuck you. Like you, you have a problem. Like there, there's a problem. You're a he doesn't. Want, he wants to build wealth for his family for generations, bro. Oh, oh, he want. Oh, that's right. I'm sure. So that he's his, his bratty grandkids don't have to work, dude. Come on. It is. It is something that it is something that we, at the majority of people that watch this or just in the golf. Right. So that's why general, I don't. I don't understand. We like, can't I can sit back and like think like I, I. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. So why would you be a fan of it? Like right, so it's Fuck it's something you. that we will never be able to understand because no. we're not we're not opening our bank accounts. So now we're cheerleaders of this shit. Yeah. We're cheerleaders. Oh yeah, great, good for you guys going to live. <laughs> Fuck PGA Tour. That's you know provided this pathway for yep. all you know uh, amateur golfers to become professional golfers. No, let's cheerlead the live. No, we're cheerleading the live, no. and let's Josh, give them. No. Let's give oh. them. Goddamn. Okay, you know, Josh definitely you know, cheers the minority opinion, so he can get some Twitter interactions and get some. No, <laughs> whatever. That's true. The truth is, is that we want the PGA Tour to be forced to change. We want them to be forced to face the realities, to, to shun the boomer, accept the better, and do better, and have us actually see golf shots, and have us actually get the opportunity to make have innovations that matter. We don't want the Zurich. We don't want these things. We don't give a shit. We, don't, we need breaks. We need an off-season. 
they need to change things up. We've said this since the day we started. We're like, when is this going to change? Is it ever going to change? And it never has. So and it, it had no change. And it's Greg Norman. It, it, they and they had no need to to care about you. Everybody could. could everybody just screaming into a, a blank wall like the wall behind me. Well, our friend Ken is in the chat again. Ken's been a uh, loyal follower of the program. In a barrel, when a barrel of oil drops back to fifty bucks, the Saudis might not be so generous, <laughs> and the checks might not cash. I added that part, but that's a problem too, potentially. It could be, yeah. You're working with it's a it's a big problem with like the the M, not the NBA, but like the the overseas like professional basketball leagues and stuff. The players getting paid from other countries' basketball leagues specifically is a problem. They go over there and sign contracts, and then eh, we don't know if you can pay you this week, and then they don't pay them for like a month, and they're like, well, uh, what the fuck's yeah. going on here? That It could be a problem at some point down the road where they – like these. I, I guarantee, I'm sure that the DJs and the Phils and the Brysons, they, whatever contract they sign, they got – if not all of it, a good chunk of that money is already in their bank account today. But, you know, down the road, it's they sign these contracts. But do you think that the where the money comes from, do you think they care about what the contract says? Are they going to get sued? Do they care about that? So that it like actually getting the money is could be could be an interesting thing down the road, just as as Ken says. Yeah, and let me let me let, let's go back here a little bit to what you were saying about like this idea that they're they're doing this for their family or their or their like future. I get that. Why would you like I, I just I just have no I have no empathy whatsoever about DJ abandoning the PGA tour that gave him what he is. There's no PGA tour, there's no DJ. Just like there's no anybody. In fact, there's no, you know, if there's no tiger, there's no DJ. Like there's there's a whole lot of shit that happened. And I get, okay, fine. Yeah, people make the decision to move on to the next thing. That's fine. But the idea that he's like, well, this is the next step in my like career. Like, dude, it this is straight up you he's going there because he's getting 200 million bucks or one fit 150 or whatever. For sure. And and so like the idea that we're all like rallying around that notion that like he's doing this because he doesn't care about legacies and trying to secure his family while the rest of us fucking peasants sit around and try and pay off debt and do this or that or the other like like why would we watch this i think uh it's just not an appealing watch right like like okay fuck you dj like it just makes me hate him more and i didn't really care for the guy to begin with even though I'd actually did care for the guy because I thought he had like the best golf brain that th- was out there, which was basically, I don't give a fuck. Right. I, can, <laughs> I can just play golf <clears throat> now, but now it's like, basically he's shown like, Oh, it was all about money. So why would we as fans? I, I just can't, it's just, it's just kind of disgusting me as like a fan of watching an elite athlete wh- who, who I really did like appreciate his like athleticism and what he did. And like when he won like majors, that was great. Like I, I, I was fucking, and he cried at the Masters. Like I was like, I can't believe DJ has emotions. I have emotions. I cried alongside him at that moment, and I was shocked that that moment happened. And then this happens, and it's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, of course I'd take 
um, I'd take millions of dollars too. But I'm not in the same position as him. We're, none of us are, are ever going to be in the same position as him. And so, like, just the abandoning of the PGA Tour that gave him, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. I think it's weird. I think, I think I'm with you. I think it's weird for DJ, Phil, the guys that literally, they made plenty of, of oh, money on God. the PGA Tour. Right? The other guys, though, like, like let's talk about Taylor Gooch. Sure. For Gooch. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say Gooch. I th- I think that's a that's a perfect okay. example of somebody that you you can probably root for a little bit because maybe he was maybe he'll win again and did he win on the PJ Tour? I can't even fuck. He just won yeah. recently, yeah, a few weeks. Great, ago, few cool. So ago. maybe maybe he was gonna win again. Maybe he was gonna miss a bunch of cuts again. We don't know, right? But he's he's now put himself in a situation where you line all these his, guys. His family just is set forever now. Where before. I mean, he won, so he had two years for sure on the PGA Tour after that. But after that, maybe, maybe not. So that what he's getting now is probably worth more than the – if he goes two years and is done, it's probably worth way more than that. So in that situation, I, I can see how that makes sense. And and by the way, we're talking millions of dollars here, and none of us will under, ever understand that. So it's – right. It's easy to just say fuck you to all of them because they're making millions and we'll never see that. But Taylor Gooch made one point two nine six million dollars winning the RSM Classic. One point two. Yeah, he's he's probably going to make five times that in eight tournaments. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the truth: is that the program should probably end with this because guess what, Josh? I think we're going to have to come back live. We're going to have to do a live pod next week before the. Is it next week, the tournament? I mean, when's the next tournament? Oh, that's it. Hold on. I think it's in, in a couple two weeks. weeks for the Portland event. They they set up their – I mean, they're, what they say they're doing is – whether it's true or not, they they set their schedule up to work with the PGA Tour and all the majors. So they're, they're not trying to – take away from the majors obviously because they want their people their players to play in the majors and i also think that they like moved their events around to miss like the important pga events too like i don't think they're next year i th- i don't think they're gonna play during the players weekend mm. i don't think they're gonna play like where all the big names are going i don't think they're gonna do that i think they're they're hitting the Canadian Open because nobody gives a fuck about the Canadian Open. They're hitting the John Deere probably because nobody gives a fuck about the John Deere. So I th- I think they strategically put their events just in case for some some reason, which will never happen, but just in case, PGA Tour says, actually, maybe we can work together a little bit. Maybe your guys can come back and play here at on occasion. So I, I think they strategically did that to let their guys play other places if they want. So well, I'll just tell you right now because I've Googled it and it's really easy to find. Uh, the next tournament is June 30th. So that corresponds with, like you said, the John Deere. So the, the John Deere is going Shocker. against this Bartlett Pumpkin Ridge. Whatever it is. <laughs> Let so me guess. Uh, one in New Jersey, is that is that the 3M? Uh, the July Damn, 29th. Close, I bet. That is not. That's the Rocket Mortgage. Okay. Uh, you can poo-poo the John Same Deere, but yeah, I mean that was a launching point in jo- uh, Jordan Spieth's career, who we all like. So I mean, like, but that's fine. they've done that tournament. Could Jordan Spieth have launched a different tournament? Could they have done that? They could just 
change it up a little bit? Could they do something different? Could they pay the players that have to show up and do hotel rooms? Could they do all these things? Could they make sure that the players are doing things? They can make changes. We're going to talk about this on our new podcast about Live Tour. Is it a Live Tour? <laughs> What's it called? We gotta, I got I to gotta pull up the, the – Is it really – now, I thought this was a joke. We texted about this. Is it really – is it really – LIV for the Roman numeral? Yes. Yes. That's why they created the name. Yes. L-I-V. And is it because they're doing 54 holes? 54, 54 holes. It's 54 holes. And it's if you make a birdie on every single hole, you shoot a 54. Um, on a level of 0 to 10, how lame is that, Quagnus? It's a, oh, you're asking Quagnus. It just—it sounds like a Saudi Arabian idea. I don't know. Just like those create a team logos. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a nine on stupid. The the weird thing is they. It seems like they have like decent ideas for stuff. Like they're showing all these these golf shots. Great. The the broadcast like the people on the broadcast very knowledgeable like how they were portraying the golf shots and the event overall like they were very good they were exciting and excited for the golf and so it was like decently fun to watch the like the stuff they were putting up on the screen was very modern so like us people would modern? like our our dads watching it would be like whoa there's like a little way too much color on that screen but like us younger people like oh that's kind of cool well me anyway but it's kind of cool yeah, but then there's all like, jesus but then there's other parts where, like, they came up with these team names, and the team names, like, a, a four-year-old could have came up with them. <laughs> that was never. Like, hey, your what's... your guys' children could have drawn the, no, Josh, the logo. we're saving all this conversation for next time. We have, we're have we going to do a live podcast, believe it or not. Let's, hold happen. on. Can we pop up Lee's message here about Latrell Sprewell? Oh, remember Latrell Sprewell, Quagnus? He played for the Timberwolves, <laughs> and the Timberwolves were really good at a moment in time, and then Latrell was offered to be paid $21 million. No, a year, I'm pretty sure. Or it was maybe it was three years. I don't know. I, I assume he just oh, $21 million a year for three years. I, I think he just work. copied this, the headline. That wasn't enough to feed his family. So the athletes are... Or messed up in the head. We know this. Uh, that's why we don't put a lot of money on them each week. We do this for fun. We do this uh, for right? low stakes. We're enjoying ourselves. We're doing this on Thursdays. Join us back here each week, cracking beers, clicking names. We're done we're already. Up. All we're doing is talking about live. Yeah. You, you know, want to talk about the one over 73 I shot yesterday? Do you want or to you talk about go to your kids? Stuff? Yeah. Martin's is getting it. You know, he's looking at me. He's over this. I'm getting antsy. And it's been an hour and 40 minutes. We had Regenerate75. Go find him on Twitter. Follow him and do his shows that he does on YouTube. Thank you for watching, liking, subscribing. The U.S. Open. It'll be fun. Comment below with the name that you think is going to win. No one's watching this right now. Bye, guys. Play the music one more time, Josh, and let's get out of here. Okay. out i got a pile of beers 